Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. I want to start as I always start by saying thank you so much for listening. If you're not familiar with the show, we are taking every single Metallica song, putting them in alphabetical order, going through episode by episode, analysing the composition, the lyrics, the history, the fandom, all the glorious stuff about this band. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me very early on the journey. So if it's your first episode, I, I appreciate. And if you've uh, if you've been here since uh, 2 by 4 I appreciate you as well. And just before we get to today's guest, today's song, very very excited for that of course you can follow the show at metallica pod you can get in touch with us metallicapod at gmail.com i always read out the emails if you want to come on the show as well if you want to go for a song let me know i've pretty much booked up everything all the b's and c's onwards a few of us pockmarked out in the future as well but you know if you really want to come on for um wasting my hate or whatever i, I can reserve you down there so yeah just let me know um we've got the patreon as well patreon.com forward slash alpha metallica if you support the show on there you can get access to episodes before they come out you can you know you can help to give back if you dig alpha metallica and i want to give a big shout out as well to alex finney who's a, a new patron this week thank you so much alex for donating i really appreciate that of course i will shout you out as well but um yeah today's song we get to uh blitzkrieg which is you know one of metallica's many um kind of new wave of british heavy metal covers one of their excellent covers and i'm very excited to actually welcome you know mr blitzkrieg himself brian ross how's it going man yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's nice to speak to you, Tom, finally. Yeah. Well, we've been trying to arrange this for quite some time. We have, we have. And, you know, I one of the things that I wanted to do, um, go, going for Govzy Metallic, got a lot of covers for Garage Inc., etc., is to try and get, you know, the bands they cover on as the guests for these particular episodes, of course. You know, in this case, we have we have yourself here. And um, it's great to have you on. How, how are you doing today? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of busy right now mm. everything's kind of um a bit of a rush really I'm, I'm you know i'm um you may not know uh, or you may know i'm actually finally getting married to my lovely lady um so. on the 30th of september of this year and, and we're kind of trying to get everything done and it's an absolute nightmare <laughs> but it's a different story yeah no <laughs> no congratulations congratulations and um i believe you're you've been rehearsing this week are you going on tour soon we're we're rehearsing for a new album. We're, ah. we're 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 right in the middle of writing new songs for a new album, um, and uh, I'm very very happy. I'm very pleased with the way things are going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a we've got the, a couple of tracks already um, in the can for uh, for a new single. Uh, quite excited about that because it'll be Blitzkrieg's first single since 1981. Wow! So um, we're look, we're looking forward to that. Okay, okay, excellent. And, I mean, just before we get on to, um, you know, Blitzkrieg uh, as as the band, I just want to speak about um, yourself. I, I was reading a few interviews with you, and one of the things that kept coming up was the Beatles were a massive influence on you early on, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for the Beatles, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm. Because when I first saw the Beatles back in, in the 60s, I thought, that's what I want to do. Um, and it was really the Beatles that made me decided that, that, that I wanted to be part of a band. Mm. Um, and, you know, after that, um, influences came, you know, in different guises. Uh, Mark Boland of T-Rex. Of course. Um, I was massively influenced by him for the kind of lyrics that I write. Um, you know, telling stories rather than just writing the lyric that works. A, a lot of bands just take a, take a piece of music and write a, a lyric that works. I like to write a story, uh, and that comes from Mark Boland. Mark always used to write stories in the early days. 
yeah, okay, maybe when he got a bit a, a bit later in the career, stuff like Metal Guru or whatever. It, it's it is a story, but you have to know Mark Boland to understand what the story's about. It because it seems like it's nonsense lyric, but it is actually isn't. It mm-hmm. does tell us. Mm-hmm. Um, showman side of me comes from Alice Cooper, right. hugely influenced by Alice. Um, and now I'm I'm honoured to be actually playing Alice in a stage show called um, Alice Cooper's Nightmare. Oh, what? Um, that's crazy! I love it. I absolutely love it. It's hard work. Yeah, it's very hard work. But um, you know, I'm really enjoying doing that right now. Um, and of course, the the kind of vocals that I that that I kind of have my trademark uh, area in were were hugely influenced by firstly Ian Gillan and then Rob Halford. Mm. Ian Gillan was unique and mm. still is. Um, although uh, I hope he wouldn't mind me saying this, he's not he, he he's not got the edge that he used to have. Right. Uh, he's obviously a lot older now, so his voice is a, a, has a, li- a little more rough edge on it than it used to have back in the day. But Ian uh, Ian was always one I would call a pure note vocalist, um, and uh, uh, as a vocal coach. That's what I would call it. It's pure note because every note he sings is absolutely pure. Mm. Um, Rob Halford is not a pure note singer. Um, he he has a massive amount of range, but sometimes he falls slightly short of the note, but then peaks it in, and that's his style. So he'll sing. He, he might sing the note deliberately, slightly flat, then peak it into the note, which is a different technique whatsoever. Uh, it is a totally different technique, but it's not pure note singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but massive respect for for Rob Halford. Uh, I I love the guy's voice. You just when you listen to it, it you, it's just it just takes you to a different dimension of singing, really. And it's it, it's uh, he's got a beautiful voice. I can't say anything else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's the way it is. And and not to, not to get ahead of ourselves in the chronology, but I mean, just from a technical perspective, uh, quite interesting because obviously yourself's got a, got a great voice and your your analysis. What what do you make of James Hetfield's voice? Well, James is is he's a, he's, a, he's very very capable. Hmm. Um, he sings in key, um, which is which is a good thing if you're yeah. a singer. Um, but but he has um, he has a style that has been imitated by many, many people. Um, again, it's not pure note singing, but it's very, very good. And uh, he's got like a gravel to his voice that really works for uh, for what he does. Metallica sounds great with that. Um, you know, I mean, if, if for some reason, uh, say I got a telephone call from Metallica tomorrow and said, oh, would you come and do... Um, vocals on the next Metallica album hmm. although I would be honoured and I would love to do it, it wouldn't be the same because I sing pure note mm-hmm. the that Ian Gillen um, and it wouldn't be the same and I dare say that uh, most Metallica fans would say yeah that's great but it's not James Hetfield and that would be quite right too yeah, no, of course. And um, we get we get to the song um, uh, Blitzkrieg. A- am I right in thinking this is the first song on the band's first demo tape? Uh, I believe it is. I mean, that was a long, long time ago. Mm. We did that demo back in 1980, um, mm. and the demo had Blitzkrieg, Inferno, and Armageddon. I cannot remember the order that they were in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely on there. Um, and, 
at the time when we did that, um, a lot of people said that I sounded like Ozzy um, right. on on that particular track on that day. Um, I had a sore throat, <laughs> on, <laughs> so that may account for it. But um, I'm, you know, it's nice for people to say that because I've got a lot of respect for Ozzy Osbourne too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and I think it was originally released as a B side to the Buried Alive single. It was. It was. Yeah. Well, it. Uh, B side and double A side, sure. if, if you like. Really, it was it was classed as a double A side single, um, and um, the, originally um, Armageddon was going to be the A side um, with Blitzkrieg as the as the B side. Uh, Neat Records said it's a bit long. Armageddon's a little long uh, for a single, um, and it isn't commercial enough. Can you write a commercial song? So all we did, um, and Buried Alive was it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, I mean that's that's basically what happened with uh, back in the day with that. And did you find? I mean, fan reaction was 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 strong towards because obviously you know it's a bit of a classic song. You know, it's a fantastic track. Was, was the reaction good early on when you were playing it in the early eighties? Yes, it, it was. Um, but we weren't aware um, of the popularity that we actually had hmm. um, at the time. And you know, um, we got headhunted um, by. Tommy Cannon, who at that time was the managing director of Carrera Records, which was Saxon's label. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got in touch with us. Uh, he bought a copy of the single from the local record store in Leicester, where we were based at the time. Um, he bought a copy of it and then got in touch with us um, and offered us a, an album deal and a, a UK tour with Saxon. Um, and that was basically the beginning of the end. It was kind of like a Beatles moment, if you like, you right. know. Um, when you when you watch the the film Let It Be, mm-hmm. you can see the breakup of the Beatles happening happening right before your eyes. Yeah, um, and and that's exactly what was happening with Blitzkrieg at that time. We were, we had everybody wanting to sign the contract bar one, um, and we couldn't. We didn't know why, and it, it caused it, it caused stress in the band, and and uh, a few harsh words were said. Um, and and I said it was Jim Serrato, the guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat down with Jim one night and I said, "Look, Jim, why are you reluctant to sign this contract?" And he said, "Well, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure that I actually want to do this." Right. So, fair enough. And I, I I said, "Well, that's an honest answer, um, and I appreciate that." And and so um, we decided. That if, if Jim wasn't going to be in the band, I really didn't want to take it any further at that time. So we decided to um, call it a halt. And our manager at the time phoned Carrera and and said, uh, thank you very much, but we've decided to decline your offer of a contract. Um, and the rest, as they say, is history, really. Yeah, yeah. and th- there was quite a break, wasn't there, after 81? You, you joined Satan during that time? Yep, um, uh, 81, I, um, I returned from Leicester back up to my native northeast because um, I'm a Durham lad. I was from Durham City. Right. Um, when, I'm, when we moved back up, um, I couldn't, we, we couldn't find a house in, 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 in Durham um, that was a reasonable price because house prices in Durham are, are just stupid, mm-hmm. you know. So we actually found a house in Washington where I, I still live to this day, not in the same house, but in the same town. Um, and um, we moved up here, and I found, um, I found a, a couple of people um, 
a band that needed a singer, so I got in touch with them and, and um, pilfered their guitar player. Um, I found a drummer, i.e. Gary Young, uh, from Avenger. Um, I found the phone to my old colleague from the Blitzkrieg days, Mike, uh, Mick Moore, um, and got him in. In short, what, we, what I was doing was putting Avenger together. Um, and um, I even came up with, with the name Avenger uh, because what I wanted it to be was the next step from Blitzkrieg without it being Blitzkrieg. Mm-hmm. So I, I, didn't want, I didn't want the Blitzkrieg bird um, and everything that went with it. Um, this was to be something that was going to avenge the passing of Blitzkrieg. Right which was Avenger, and that was the, that was the reason for the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we got that together. Um, when that sort of folded and, and went haywire, um, but there's a story behind that as well. If you really want me to, I'll tell you, but not just at the moment. If you remind me later, I will. Right. After that was Satan, um, and uh, after I was fired from Satan, um, I managed a band called Lone Wolf for a while, um, and I even sang on their single, and then after that, it was I, it was Blitzkrieg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the song the song Blitzkrieg, you know, came yeah. to a lot of our listeners' attentions. Um, it was the B side to Creeping Death. It was it was one of the B sides. So, um, is it right that Lars Ulrich just just rang you and you didn't believe it was him when he was asking for permission? Yeah, it, it, I, I was out at the time. I, I, I think I was actually either rehearsing or in the recordings. I think it was in this recording studio, right? Um, recording the time of changes, mm-hmm. the album. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was. I was in the studio, and I came out of the uh, the, the vocal booth, and the engineer said, "Oh, uh, Mandy's been on the telephone. Mandy's Mandy's my uh, well, will be in September. She'll be your wife. Right? Um, she's the mother of my children too. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely." Anyway, I diversify slightly. <laughs> I tend to do that, you know. No, uh, no, you're, please. You're... <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's, oh, the engineer said, Mandy's been on the telephone. So I said, all right, okay. Um, so I phoned her, and she said, I've had this guy on the telephone, um, uh, and he's basically uh, wanting to know, um, can he have permission to do one of your songs? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, she said, I've told, I've told him to give you a call later when you get back from the studio. So he's going to call back around quarter, the half past 10, quarter to 11. Um, so I said, okay, fair enough. So we finished off in the studio for the day and I got home and I had a cup of coffee um, and quarter to 11 came around and the telephone rang. And Mandy answered the phone and uh, she said, she said, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it. She said, he's uh, Lars, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. And I said, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, as you do. Um, and she gave me the phone and I, I, I said, hello. Hi, I'm Lars Ulrich from, from Metallica, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, okay. And, um, I, I, don't, I, I still didn't believe in it. Right, that right. Point. Um, but I mean, obviously it was, it was a, an American accent that I was speaking to. Um, and it, 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 what makes it basically reminded me that it actually was, um, was the fact that he said, oh, it, you may remember I sent you a demo tape a few years ago, um, the No Life Till Leather tape. And I said, yeah, I remember that. Um, and he said, yeah, it was, it was, you know, um, you tried to get us a deal with, with Neat Records and Neat Records didn't want to know. So you pointed us in the direction of a few other record companies, which we checked out and we got we finished up getting a, a deal with Music for Nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another story. So, um 
so I knew that then I knew it was him um, to cut a long, long story yeah. short. And I knew it was Lars and we chatted for a while. Um, and um, the first of many chats, uh, to be honest, right. and uh, we chatted for a while and we, we, you know, we talked about this and that and, and whatever. And um, basically he said, right, well, the, 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 the whole point is we, we really want to do um, an official cover of Blitzkrieg. I, mean, I, I, I already knew that they'd been doing Blitzkrieg and Armageddon for years. Right. Um, so on, on, the, on the said copy um, of, of No Life to Leather that they sent me, if you flip the cassette player, if you flip the, flip the cassette over, on the other side is a live gig. And the live gig, they're playing Armageddon and Blitzkrieg on that. Mm-hmm. I think it was in San Francisco. So I said, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I don't mind at all. In fact, it's quite an honor that you, you, mm. you, you know, you want to do it and, and so on. Um, he said, can you, can you sort of, you know, um, give me a rundown on what the lyrics are? So I said, yeah. And so I dictated the lyrics to him, mm-hmm. which they still got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still got them wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but they did it. And it, it it's... Um, it was it was nice, you know. When when somebody does a cover of your song, it's 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 nice. Um, it's nothing to do with 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 uh, you know. Oh, you know, I, I am so great that Metallica wanted to do a cover of my song. And not it's nothing at all like that. It's mm-hmm. just it felt more like a friend saying, "Can I do this?" Yeah, of course you can. Not a problem. You know that's how it felt, um, and it still feels like that to this day. Um, and you know. That's that's how it came about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen I've read an interview I should say of you, and you say that quote, uh, although it isn't technically right musically or lyrically correct, it's very Metallica, and I think that's great because the way it should have been. I mean, what wh- what do you what do you make ultimately of their version of the song? Well, as I say, musically it's 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 slightly incorrect. Some of it because uh, when Jim used to write um, riffs and things. Um, they were never, they were never straightforward in that they were, you know, you would play a riff and then you would repeat it four times for a verse pattern. Right. It would always change on the third one, um, and it would be slightly different. And then the second, the next time round, it would, it may be different again. Then the then the chorus pattern has two different sections on it, one which goes on like a sword in a, in a forward pattern, and one with, which comes back on itself. They did, they missed all of that. They just mm. simply played. In the verse pattern, they play the pattern four times, uh, exactly the same, uh, and put the lyric over it. And then the, the chorus pattern, they play that pattern exactly the same for for, for um, the both lines, which is fine. Um, I mean, it's their version of it. They're, they've put their stamp on it, um, and I think that's great. And I I, I I I do like their version of it. It's got it's got uh, something about it that that um, that 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 has a different perspective on it. Again, the lyrics are, you know, can uh, can we escape the cruel night? No, it's not. It's knife. Right. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, uh, it has to be said that I think um, they've, what they've done is they've put, they've stayed as close to the original um, as as they could. They've done um, they've done a, a, a really good version of it, which a lot of people love and appreciate. Um, and I think that's fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm not going to stand stand here or sit here um, and say that it's wrong in any way whatsoever, because 
they've done their version of it, and I think that's great, and that's right. And um, it's Metallica. They've, yeah. they've made it fit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. And, I mean, did w- were you sent a copy? Do you remember when you first heard it, or...? Um, well, they, they sent me a copy of it. Um, they'd recorded it um, pretty much straight away. Um, I suspect they probably already had recorded it, to be honest, mm. before they <laughs> um, But, you know, uh, to be honest, when you do a cover of someone's song, you don't have to ask permission at all. Right. Um, all you need to do, really, is just send a note to the, to the, um, the actual publishing company and inform them that they that you've done it. Um, it was a nice piece of courtesy that that Lars actually took the time out to phone me to ask me if if I minded, and I think that was really nice. Um, and that was that was fine. But I, I do suspect that they probably had already recorded it um, prior to asking permission. Again, that is fine as well. I don't have a problem with that. I, I fully understand deadlines and everything that goes with it. Um, and they will have had to have the single ready for release. Um, and so they'll have, they'll have done everything that they could possibly do to make that happen. Um, and, and, and one of the final pieces of the jigsaw will have been asking permission um, in their permission, you know, in their ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's fine. Um, and uh, so they, they, they sent me a copy of it. Um, I, mean, I must have got it within a week of the telephone call. Right. Um, so, you know, so that I get, it, it had to have been recorded, and, and obviously on its way to the pressing plant and whatever. Um, and I was I was blown away with it. I thought this is really good, and even even with the sort of laughing at the end, and, yeah. and, and you know, and stuff. That's their thing. They've they've done that, and that's that's really cool. And I, I you know, what can I say? It's uh, it's nice. Yeah, 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 no, definitely, and I mean, they do deviate in, in subtler ways that obviously you as the composer would notice, like liking the riff and stuff, but I mean, uh, majorly different as well is sort of the guitar solo um, and stuff like that, which I've got to say, um, Brian, I kind of prefer the original, you know, your guy's version, there's some great playing in the middle of that. Well, Jim, Jim Serotto was, and still is to this day, a great player, mm. you know, and I do see him from time to time, and we keep in touch. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, he's a lovely guy. And, uh, he, he actually taught, um, some licks and some ideas to my son, Alan, who now plays in, in Blitzkrieg. All right. And, uh, you know, Jim is, a, he's a, he's a great guy, but what a lead player. And, mm. you know, the original lead guitar solo on Blitzkrieg really to this day sends a shiver up my back because it is so good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Kirk did what he does, but yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. And um, you, you mentioned before, we don't need to get into the, you know, the nitty gritty of it. You mentioned before, it wasn't the first or last time you spoke to Lars. So w- would he call you from time to time? He's, he's called me a couple of times. He, um, I, I, whenever Blitzkrieg does an album, we always make sure that he gets a copy of it. And <laughs> oh, he'll, right. He'll send me a copy of of. You know, this is the, the latest Metallica offering. What do you, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 uh, very early on, we kind of agreed with each other that we would always tell the truth. Because um, mm. when we fir- when we first sent copies to each other of, of different things, um, you know, we said I said, "Well, do you want me to be honest or 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 nice?" You know, right. yeah. he said, "I always want you to be honest." 
Uh, and I said the same thing to him. Well, you know, when we send you a Blitzkrieg album, be honest about it. Tell us what you really think. And and we have done for years. Um, and we've we've done that. And he was a little upset with my opinion of St. Anger, but right. he took on what I said. Um, okay. And I think that, that if you can't be honest, really, then there's no point, mm. you know. And it, it has to be said that honesty is not about being nasty to someone. It's it's giving them an, an honest opinion in your in your opinion um, what it sounds like or how it could have been better perhaps. Uh, it's not for me to say uh, oh the new Metallica album is it could have been better if they'd done this. I, I would never do that. I, I just simply make an opinion on what they have actually done, what they, not what they could have done. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you if, if you follow yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. My main criticism, uh, I'm not going to go through it album by album, but my main criticism of St. Anger um, was that it lacked, in my opinion, um, the the big drum sound of the Black Album, which Mm. I thought was the best thing that I'd ever heard from Metallica. And I told Lars that, and I said, you know, the Black Album was awesome in every detail. The songs were well-constructed and written, all of every every instrument was delivered with absolute total panache and um, you know um, amazing clarity mm-hmm. and everything the mix everything was just superb on that album. Um, then what was he playing on the neck on, on St Anger biscuit tins? Right, maybe. I, 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 but that was my opinion at, at that time, and he took it on board, and that was fair enough, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that's fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, and it was good to see that um, you know you, you returned the favour and you covered "Seek and Destroy." Well, yeah, I mean, I'd wanted to do a Metallica song um, for years it, 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 as a mark of respect and returning the favour, um, and we just never had the chance to do it. We'd, we'd we'd never got round to doing it for one reason or another. Um, but then. Um, on the on the um, Back from Hell album, mm. we uh, bass player at the time was Bill, um, and he was actually in a Metallica uh, tribute band. Um, so he already knew it, and it was a case of saying, "Shall we do this? Let's do this. I really want to do this." And we we narrowed it down to the Four Horsemen or Seek and Destroy, um, and we'd done versions of both in the studio, and then we decided to go with Seek and Destroy. Right. Um, uh, mainly, I think, because the, everybody in the band sort of thought that was probably the better of the two, um, of, of our versions of mm-hmm. it. We had to spend a little bit more time on for the Four Horsemen um, to get it sorted out and get it right, because uh, it's a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we did Seek and Destroy, and we sent it, and Lars loved it. He, he really loved it. He thought we'd, we'd, we'd blitzkrieged it, right. basically. You know, if, if if that is a phrase or a term that you well, can yeah. use, um, you know, we we uh, Metallica Metallica Blitzkrieg, yeah, we we we, we Blitzkrieg Seek and Destroy, and and that's that's nice, you know, that is nice. 
Yeah, 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 no, completely. And I think, yeah, the sort of the sense of returning the compliment is 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 excellent from you. And um, I saw as well an interview. I mean, I, I obviously don't want to delve too deep into this, but you, a lot of people are going to be thinking about the idea of the royalties because obviously Blitzkrieg. It's one of Metallica's most famous covers. It's a song that they you know continue really to play live um they last played it in mexico city in 2012 so you know it, it's still fairly they played it 80 times live as well but you were saying that th- there's something to do like kind of somewhere down the line kind of been across wires or something well i can't really say too much about sure. it because i've got i've got people working on it right now mm-hmm. uh, but um you know somewhere down the line something has happened that shouldn't have happened Perhaps, and I think um, I'm going to say straight off the bat here, it's not Metallica. Yeah. Okay, but I can't say any more than that right now. Right, right. No, of course. Um, once it's all sorted out, I would be more than happy um, to come back and speak to you and give you the full story. But at this moment in time, I can't. Yeah. No, no, of course. And I mean, in terms of the impact of Metallica covering this song, I mean, obviously you're here today speaking about it. Is it something that comes up often? Is it something you speak about regularly? Well, yes, it is. I mean, it, it, to be honest, it's the the most frequently asked question in an interview. What do you think of Metallica's cover version of Blitzkrieg? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you've heard, you must have heard the phrase, if I had a pound for right, it. Right, right. It would certainly, in this case, I'd have been a millionaire (laughs) with the amount of times that this question has been asked. But it's obvious that this question is going to be asked because, you know, not many people um, have had, well, not many bands can boast that a band of of Metallica statues, or statue rather, have done a cover of one of their songs. Mm. And that in itself is an honour. And, uh, you know, that is that that's great so obviously you're going to come across that question um whenever someone interviews you for the first time probably you know if you were to in um possibly if you were to um interview me in, in six months time or a year you probably wouldn't ask that question because you've already asked it yeah. um, so you know it's it's mainly when when you're being interviewed for the very first time by someone Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get, you know, obviously the band adore this this genre of music and and, and bands like yourself, and it, and it's great that your song and then "Am I Evil" by Diamond Head, those are effectively the first two songs they put to wax as kind of you know people that they worshipped, wanting to pay dues to. Well, yeah, and I, you know, it's nice, and it, it it's it's um again as, as I say, you know. They've done they've done several covers, but I mean, you know, ours being ours and Diamond Heads being the first two um, gives us that little edge, I guess, just that little edge um, that makes it probably more uh, that little bit more special. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if if I was going to put together, um, you know, like Ozzy did when Ozzy uh, a few years back did that uh, cover versions album, yeah, um, and he chose. Um, I can't remember how many songs, but say 12 songs, whatever it was. Um, if I was in that position, I would sort of think, oh, yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that. Uh, uh, the, obviously, the first two songs you think of are going to be probably the most important to you. And I think it's, a, it's an honor that Metallica looked at Diamond Head and Blitzkrieg in that, in that light. And I think that's, uh, that's an amazing thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mention um, that album, Undercover by Ozzy, and because uh, I've actually listened to that quite a bit, and I know that Ozzy, like yourself, is a giant uh, Beatles fan. His cover of In My Life, I don't know if you've heard it, it's, it's quite a decent cover. Oh, it's a very good cover, but I think it's a little too slow. Sure. I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, done his own, he's, he's done his own thing on it. Um, he's done his own... Uh, I mean, of course, every, every artist doing a cover of, of, of a, um, a song, be it well-known or otherwise, um, reserves the right to sort of put their own stamp on it, um, I guess. When, when we did, um, when we, when we did uh, Seek and Destroy, I wanted to keep it as true to the original as possible and keep it at the same speed. Mm-hmm. But then you might do something else. You might do a different song by someone else and do it faster or slower. Um, and, and Ozzy did um, that song, Slower than the original, although it was a great version, um, I would have liked it to have been a little bit faster because Ozzy's voice sounded great on it. Um, and I, I just, for me personally, I would have liked to have heard it at the same speed that the Beatles did it at. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 entirely, entirely. Um, well, this has been this has been fantastic, Brian. You know, um, obviously, want to want to thank you again. And um, how how can people um find you know your music, Blitzkrieg or otherwise? Um, well, there's there's quite a few things out there. I mean, um, you know, uh, the 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 original uh, Avenger stuff that I did uh, is available on. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the well, they did a compilation album, I think, um, mm-hmm. a few years back. It's on there. The, uh, then there was the there was the neat compilations. There were several volumes of that stuff. Or you know, it's all it's all there. The back catalogue back catalogue of Blitzkrieg material, however, um, sadly, at this moment in time, is impossible to get. Right. Um, and you know. Uh, I did try to get uh, the Time of Changes album reissued since it was the 30th anniversary of, of, of its release. Mm. That proved to be impossible. It was kind of, you know, it was caught up in all sorts of, of, uh, of things. The record company that now owns it didn't want to release it. They didn't want to uh, do it themselves. Um, they wouldn't sell it back to me. They... they, they um, Said that if I wanted to license it, it would cost me something like twenty five thousand pounds to, um, to to sort of license it. Then I would have to pay a certain amount of money um, from every sale, and mm-hmm. it just became obvious that it, it, that that really just wasn't going to happen. So what we did was we did the next best thing. Um, the obviously the the actual recording, uh, that particular recording. Is, is copyright and held by the record company that now owns it, but the songs, no, you can still you can still play the songs. So the next best thing was obviously you just go back into the studio and re-record it, um, and so we did that. It would be a very time-consuming thing to do that with every Blitzkrieg album, and I'm still kind of hoping that at some point I'll be able to get the rest of them um, released in one form or another, um, and we're still working on that. The irony of it is, though, that after we, we re-recorded and released A Time of Changes, the reissued, re-recorded version, somebody else managed to persuade the record company to license it to them, and they released the original. Right. Bizarre. Yeah. It's like, 
wouldn't give me it, but they gave it to someone else. It's like, come on. No, oh, well, whatever. It's the music business for you. Yeah. You can't all find sense in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course. And um, I mean, Blitzkrieg. I, I'm just on your uh, your Facebook page now, and I see you're playing Nordic Noise um, in May 2018. So, do you have lots of tour dates coming up in the future? Or, well, yeah, we are. I mean, at the moment, we've got nothing because um, you know we we've kind of um, separated um, from our old record company. We've we've signed a new deal. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, we've got a single due, that's due out sometime in October or November, um, and you know we're going to be doing a new, a new album early next year. Um, and uh, part of the deal is that we would uh, do this festival, which we're looking forward to. Um, and the record company has got a team of people working on a tour for us, so um, everything's looking great. Uh, we'll, we'll get back into the swing of things next year. Um, I kind of had a year off this year for one thing or another. Um, I've been writing with Blitzkrieg. I've been writing with Satan. I've been working with Alice Cooper's Nightmare and planning a wedding. So I haven't exactly been idle, um, although it would seem that I've done nothing because I've not been in the you know out there playing gigs and things. Yeah. I have been doing other things. So um, you know, next year we're looking forward to get back out there and play, play some gigs as well. All right, all right, brilliant. Well, I want to urge everyone, um, obviously, to go back and listen to all of Brian's music, listen to Metallica's version of Blitzkrieg, listen to the original, of course, as well, with the uh, far superior guitar soloing. But, um, Brian, this has been a real, real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Anytime. Anytime. 